from the studios of Farm Journal Broadcast. This is Ag Day. The technology of the past meets the farm of the future. There's a mini evolution that's taking place. We take a look at the latest equipment that could be coming to a farm near you. The autonomous system allows farmers to take this tractor out to their fields, get on their My Operations app, tell it to go, and then they can go leave and, and do something else. Tractors, balers, planters, and everything in between. We're talking tech right now on Ag Day. Ag Day, presented by Pioneer. What's next happens when the testing grounds meet the proving grounds. Pioneer, what's next happens here. Good morning, I'm Clinton Griffiths. This morning, we wanna talk about the farm of the future and the technology that could soon be making it to your operation. We start at the granddaddy of them all when it comes to new farm tech. The world's largest ag machinery show, Agritechnica. It took place in November in Hanover, Germany, and I got the chance to check it out. And while there was a lot of cool equipment to see, the industry is also all about changing the way it talks about the future. Amid the hustle and hark, innovations cover every corner of Agritechnica. This is the eradicators behind the tractor. And display after display touts the importance of efficiency. So a couple of the other features on the row unit are, is number one, there are no service points on this row unit, no greasers. Matter of fact, the whole machine at 40 feet's only got 10 on it, so it's very simple when it comes to maintenance. And the tools are everywhere, from innovative concepts like the Nexat system. The way it works is we have a carrier vehicle where you put different implements for the different applications. You hang it under the carrier vehicle. Two hybrid tractors powered by diesel with an electric front axle. Advantages with electrification is I have high torque available at low RPM and it's instant. There's smart farming and then there's artificial intelligence. Bayer now working on real answers to sorting mountains of farm data. Applying that technology to these large data sets and being able to find insights at the speed of a question is what I like to say, right? A simple conversational question that you might ask and it's going to give you an analysis or some results back. It lets everybody be functional when it comes to analyzing farm data. Data collected and data solutions in real time. And as the grain is running up the clean grain elevator, we always take a sample. We auger it through this bypass in front of the near infrared sensors light and we measure in real time, for example, the protein content of your wheat, the starch content of your barley or the oil content of your oilseed rape in real time. The ideas are plentiful, but ultimately it's about adoption. Adoption rate's always hard because you're, you're, you're changing the way you do business, right? And changing the way you, you operate. And it's a matter of, you know, part of it is being able to illustrate, here's what it really means to you, bottom line, dollars and cents, because uh, dollars and cents usually talk. It also means that there's a whole lot of communication, a whole lot of training that meets, needs to be done in a whole lot of levels. So often adopting these new efficient tools boils down to money. How do we make sure that enough people are utilizing the tools so they can, in fact, be efficient, as efficient as they possibly can in the operation? From manufacturing to planting to harvest, we were running this machine absolutely up to its maximum with a 15 meter, 50 foot header. You were throwing a tray under this machine and there was no losses discernible behind the combine. Losses 
is lost grain, but it gives you a problem and it's lost money. As the industry pushes to eliminate the slack and make each and every turn count. In Hanover, Germany, I'm Clinton Griffiths reporting. And I'll have more to show you from Agritechnica in Germany coming up. But first, take a look at what was crowned the International Tractor of the Year per 25 independent journalists. The winner, the Klaus Zerion 12.650 Terra Track. The series includes the two models. It has a Mercedes-Benz six-cylinder engine that can utilize hydrogenated vegetable oils. Now, when they leave the factory, they're also filled with sustainable fuel. Now, inside, it can allow automated steering along with section control, variable rate, and automatic documentation. One thing that's being talked a lot about these days when it comes to farm equipment, autonomous technology. Raven and Forward Group conducting a survey last May of 225 cart operators, finding 65% of them have an interest in adopting autonomy, with 29% having high levels of enthusiasm. 67% said they are aiming to adopt the technology by the year 2027. To that end, Purdue University researchers are working on autonomous technology that will hopefully prevent people at harvest from saying, it's the grain operator's fault. They're working with John Deere to autonomously offload grain during harvest. Now, I spoke with John Evans, an assistant professor in ag biological engineering here at Purdue. He says when producers have to stop and offload grain, they can lose up to 30% of efficiency in a field. Plus, there's the risk of grain spillage. Now, John tells me he and his team have come up with something they believe will allow producers to unload on the go more often. We basically have a sensor that looks down into the grain cart and it is estimating the, the amount of fill that, that's currently in the grain cart. And from there, it piggybacks onto John Deere's existing machine sync uh, software, which allows us to control the relative position between the grain cart and the combine. So before with a machine sync, which is, is great, you know, the operator still has to look over and actually manually you know, control where, the, where that uh, grain cart is. Now with this system, it looks down, looks at the fill level, and then tells the tractor which way to move relative to the combine. So the combine operator now doesn't have to worry about it. He can focus on doing his job, and that'll take care of itself. John says the technology can mean a lot less stress for farmers, something you can't necessarily measure, but can make a big difference at harvest time. Agco recently showing off its latest machinery, technology, and prototypes at a field day in Kentucky to Farm Journal, also with a focus on autonomy. Planned for a limited introduction in two years, the company's developing an autonomous grain cart system. The company also demonstrated an electric fent tractor with the focus of having these tractors work for up to six hours before they need charging. And how about an autonomous baler? Fent engineers say they're still testing the setup, which they hope to have commercially available in 2025 complete with swath detection and auto guidance. Other companies also rolling out a lot of new tech this year, including New Holland with its first all-electric utility tractor. The T4 electric power uses a state-of-the-art lithium-ion battery pack to power a fully electric drivetrain. It's estimated the 74-horsepower tractor can run for about four hours on average or up to eight hours for low energy demand jobs. It comes in four-wheel drive and with an 84-inch bucket and can perform some autonomous tasks. The tractor is the latest development in the company's alternative energy lineup, which includes equipment powered by methane and liquefied natural gas. Ag tech company Raven Industries unveiling its Raven cart automation, which helps to sync the grain cart's speed and heading with the combine during unload on-the-go operation. 
The company says this aftermarket product can reduce tractor and combine operator stress by up to a third. It also released direct steer and electric drive automatic guidance technology. And Case IH also unveiling its new Steiger, calling it the most powerful Steiger ever. At 778 peak horsepower, Case says this model ranges in size and scale with an eye on visibility, maneuverability, and roadability, but the main goal is efficiency for farmers. So they're looking at covering more acres and doing it faster, quicker, and with the uh, things going on with labor and trying to find good operators and everything, they'll run big, fewer big tractors, but they want to run them with skilled operators. So we're seeing a need for higher horsepower and pulling these implements. It's not the, the width so much sometimes, it's the speed. So customers are looking for more speed. When I get into it, it's intuitive even for me. So when we have somebody who's new, never been on the farm, we sit in the buddy seat with them, we've got lots of room so we can show them the tricks of the trade. And it's easy to show them and teach them. And then it's easy for them to kind of make the machine their own, whether it's the light setup or the hydraulic flows or the you know, max PTOs and that stuff. The Steiger 715 only comes with tracks. And what about new crop protection products? Corteva launching Viatude fungicide in limited supplies for 2023. It's meant for northern U.S. soybean farmers to help protect against white mold. Viatude fungicide has two modes of action and received federal regulatory approval back in late 2022. It also is labeled for use in canola as well. Now Corteva also rolling out a new soybean seed treatment called Lumetrio. It's a three-way premix fungicide with protection against common seedling diseases. And John Deere introducing the One Series Round Baler. The One Series aims to help optimize moisture and consistent bale weights while tracking it in real time. Farmers are able to read bale moisture, net wrap availability, and weight in real time via a new in-cab display. It also automatically opens and closes the gate at the right time, eliminating that repetition for the operator. And there are three different options for pickups, including a high capacity pickup, which can feed 33% more compared to previous models. That's gonna increase bale capacity of 80 plus bales per day. So really getting the performance out of that machine, the capacity of baling uh, each day, so that customer can get home to their family faster or get that uh, hay bale before it does rain. Now these balers also have the option of net lift assist, net lighting, and a forage preservative system. And John Deere is looking to space to help farmers plant more crops. The farm equipment company telling the Wall Street Journal it wants to use satellites to connect farms in remote areas of Brazil and the U.S. Now, Deere says it wants to generate 10% of its annual revenue by the end of the decade from software fees for using its driverless tractors, smart crop sprayers, and other enhancements. And that's just the start of our look at the latest trends in farm technology. Coming up, we head back to Germany and Agritechnica for more on what the equipment industry will be focusing on in the new year. And later, we celebrate the new and the old. See the technology of the past back at work. So we've looked at a lot of cool technology so far, right? But what is the reality of it making it through the supply chain into a farm near you? Now, one of the key topics of discussion at this year's Agritechnica in Hanover, Germany, was the health of the industry heading into 2024. From hall to hall, aisle by aisle, new iron is ready to work. A look at the latest combines. This is a completely new combine that takes us up to the next level of harvesting. 
to residue managers. The rotor itself has an angel of six, six degrees to the ground. Even new high-speed planters. It's pulled off the disc and shot into the furrows. The industry is ready for 2024. Obviously, many of our equipment manufacturers, maybe based in the United States, are, are multinational companies that are selling around the world. But also, those global dynamics of each one of those countries affects our ability to sell grain uh, around the world. And obviously, that has a tremendous impact on the equipment that we sell here in the United States. A global marketplace that in the last couple of years has felt its supply chain slip amid pandemic-induced pressures. We learned something during the pandemic, and that was that our, our supply chain is wildly efficient and pretty fragile. Which is changing the way many of the businesses here at Agritechnica manage their inventory. There's a many evolution that's taking place and the evolution is, well, we need to keep, from a manufacturing perspective, we need to keep a little inventory here, especially on the critical components that we may have. And so it's sitting there just in case there's a supplier issue that takes place, we've got this inventory. So we've built our warehouses, we've built our manufacturing, we've built all of our transportation system to support that system that is still very efficient and still very valid, but having a few more parts on the shelves does have implications and some ripple effects throughout the entire industry. Part of that is the added cost of keeping inventory on hand, but balanced against shutting the line down completely. It's an expense worth the investment. Today, supply chains aren't perfect, but they are much improved. The supply chain is true up. We had to change our business a little bit too and uh, make sure we have the inventory uh, parts and components so we can run our factories. Uh, but for most part, we are pretty much back to normal. While the uncertainty of grain prices and the pressure of high interest rates has ag machinery keeping a close eye. We take some surveying of manufacturers and the perception is that you know, maybe the next uh, six months, next six to 12 months, we may see the curve come down a little bit in terms of short term, in terms of some of the equipment that's gonna be sold. Longer term, the outlook remains positive. New innovations, driving efficiency and production across the globe. The latest in ag equipment doesn't end with Agritechnica. Coming up, a look at new tools, more new tractors and planters as our focus on farm technology continues. Check out more ag tech that was released this year, starting with Great Plains. The company showing off a new implement command system for its max chisel tillage tool. This allows producers to set, adjust, and monitor the implement from the tractor cab. Now, the max chisel is designed for soil fracture at shallower depths, although it can run up to 12 inches deep. Kubota Tractor announcing a new generation of M7 series tractors. The new models allow farmers to optimize the tractor for specific needs, including hay operations, loader work, and small to mid-sized row crop farming. The new M7s come with a more powerful loader, multi-speed steering control, new LED lights, improved depth tanks, auto air temperature control inside the cab, and a choice for mechanical or air suspension of the seat. Agco's Fent rolling out a new 30-foot model momentum planter. The planter is now available in both 30 and 60 feet, including liquid and dry fertilizer systems, and in 12 or 23-row configurations at 30 or 15-inch rows. Now, the planter can carry 100 bushels of seed and up to 800 gallons of liquid fertilizer. The company says the smaller footprint should open the door to more operations. 
And in Germany, Bayer announcing plans to invest $240 million in crop protection R&D at its site in Mannheim. This will be its single largest investment in crop protection since opening that campus back in 1979. Bayer expected to build new labs, offices, and a greenhouse area with room for roughly 200 employees. The idea is to focus on the next generation of chemistry and human safety for crop protection. Something that's showing up on a lot more farms right now? Drones. We'll see how many are taking flight on farms these days next. talked a lot about new technology and a tech tool that is showing up on more farms is a drone. But how many farmers are using them to get a look at their crops? Well, USDA's Economic Research Service, looking into it, it says aerial imagery of all kinds, drone aircraft or satellite, was used on only 7% of corn acres in the year 2016. The number was almost 10% for soybeans in 2018, while winter wheat in 2017 came in at 3.5%. Now, cotton in 2019 was just under 3% and sorghum 4.6%. Now, it says for context, in 2016, more than 43% of farmers used yield maps and 21% used soil maps. Guardian Agriculture has received approval from the FAA to deploy its machines in California. Use of drones on farms has been surging, but Guardian is the first to get authorization in the U.S. to commercially operate a so-called EVTOL aircraft. It is electric. It can take off and land vertically. The company says demand is so strong it's booking orders for late 2025. But all that new technology comes with a bit of a learning curve, doesn't it? And you can bet this one young farmer is not a fan of drones. Dan Keenan of Merrill, Michigan, who calls himself Spartan Farmer on Twitter, snapping this photo earlier this year. He says, whenever any of the farm magazines out there do a pros and cons of drone ownership, he says his daughter Breslin has a con for you. As you can see, that drone got caught up in her hair. Little brother there looking on doesn't seem too concerned though. They did manage to get it untangled from her hair and yes, she is okay. Yes, we've seen a bunch of cool new equipment, but sometimes the old stuff still works pretty well too. One farm took a trip back in time this year, next. awesome to see all this new technology even put it to use on the farm, but sometimes it's fun to do things the old-fashioned way. That's just what happened this year at Thompson Family Farms in the Maryland-Delaware area. To plant a small field, they stepped back in time to 1974 using a restored John Deere 7000 series four-row planter. For harvest, they went even further back in time to 1941 in a Farmall M fully equipped with a 1965 two-row corn picker. Now, one of the Thompson family members giving it a run with ag retailer Michael Twinning on hand, saying Jonathan Thompson moved back and forth from a beaming smile to a frustrated and furrowed brow as the harvesters struggled with the yields of today. Twinning says the field was yielding up to 200 bushels an acre. The average corn yield back in 1941 was about 40 bushels to the acre, and by 1965, it was 70 bushels an acre. 
But Twining says, as he watched, he saw the hard-working, patient farmer in Jonathan Thompson as he wrestled with the collision of old equipment and modern hybrids and saw the same resilience and work ethic come through that has seen American agriculture through decades of progress and advancement. Twining adding that technology has changed, but the farmer of today running it still has the same patience and resilience their ancestors had. Our thanks to Mike Twenning for sharing that story and pictures with us. And that's all the time we have this morning. We're sure glad you tuned in from all of us here at Ag Day. I'm Cliff Griffiths. Have a good day.